Today we have the eighth talk in the series on special topics from the Quran. And today's talk is about the deen of Islam as expounded in the Quran. We have covered in the past other talks in which the story and the advent of prophets and messengers we shared other religions so to speak and and the purpose and the need to have a path and to have description and to have role models in this life today's talk is specifically about the deen of islam now, the quran is the ultimate manual for islam you can almost say that every ayah in the Quran is relevant. How to live the deen, how to apply the deen, how to be informed about the deen, and how to be transformed by the deen. So the Quran is, if you like, a complete, total if you, uh, manual for us to live by. Now, as you all know, that all of the deans have been labeled in the Quran as the paths of submission. In other words, the Quran says any real religion is a version, an aspect of submission or Islam. And then what we now call as Islam is the culmination of hundreds if not thousands of years starting from the Prophet Ibrahim السلام, if not earlier. So, Islam. So Allah announces to us that the path for your salvation, the path for your arrival to knowledge, the path for your awakening to truth and justice is to submit to every aspect of the truth. Submit to the truth that we human beings are weak. Submit to the truth that we human beings always have needs. Submit to the truth that we human beings have the tendency of being arrogant and forgetting that we are hanging on air. Submit to the truth that we want to be acknowledged. Submit to the truth that every one of us wants to be powerful. Submit to the truth that we forget death. Submit to the truth that we are scared of death. Sub and, and, and submit, submit, surrender, surrender, sur be real. Then you don't have all of these resistances. Then you are flowing along the path that has been prescribed by the creator of it all. So the creator of it all is the focal and the entire story of existence, the comings of it, the goings of it, is to do with Allah Azza and the Quran gives us very clearly this dense and this mysterious issue of where is it, who is it, how is it. In few ayahs, Allah nurus samawati wal ard. Any aspect of light, any aspect of power, any as aspect of transmission is emanating from Allah. And look at the beautiful ayah, distinguishes Nurus Samawat Wal Ard, as though Nurus Samawat is much subtler 
the lights, the heavenly lights, you know, cosmic rays, gravitational transmissions, we, and, and things that are almost not measurable. And Ard is measurable. We can see by this light on Earth. But there are so many other energies which we call light, which are not discernible. So you can also say Nur samawat is higher consciousness. Nur al-Ard is lower consciousness, that we human beings want to survive, want to exist. But higher consciousness is when you truly have an opening in your heart that Allah is in charge, and you and I are at best drawing some temporary energy from that which is supreme and beyond the cosmos. So our entire deen is founded upon outwardly and inwardly, its circumference and its center on Tawheed. There is only one. And from that one, from that eternal light, comes shadows. And the most perfect shadow is that of the prophet or of the messenger. And that is why our deen is founded upon the absolute, which is la ilaha illallah, and the relative, Muhammadan Rasulullah the effulgent eternal light and its most wonderful, if you like, effulgent human, if you like, manifesting real reality, which is Muhammadan Rasulullah. So it is based on the one and only one from whom multitudes emanate. Amongst those multitudes, there are those who are ahead of others in submitting to that truth, and therefore they take the color of that truth which the Qur'an describes as Subhatullah, the color of Allah. Allah is ever generous. You and I have a bit of generosity. But if you are, the more we are generous, the more we are, if you like, closer to that ultimate of ultimates. You, are, you and I are sometimes patient, not always. Allah is ever patient, as-sabur, and so on and so forth. So the entire foundation of our deen is on la ilaha illallah, none other than the one. If, if it is worth loving, worth worshipping, worth knowing, then it is the same one creator, one controller, one owner, Allah Azza wa So la ilaha illallah, Muhammad Rasulullah. <clears throat> Therefore, we find that our deen, which is essentially submitting to many, many levels of realities or truths, as we described earlier, is founded on accepting it initially until such time the iman in our heart becomes more and more illumining our path in that I trust that I'll come to know that which I don't know now. I trust that I become more and more reliant on the ever-present divine light. I trust that my fears and anxieties and phobias now will be overcome and cleansed by Allah's ever-present rahmah. But I need to tune to that wave band of rahmah. Ya Rahman, Ya Rahim, Ya Rahman. Until it overwhelms me, until it overcomes me, then I am able to call upon that divine attribute of Allah. Otherwise, we'll be just calling in wilderness, nothing happens. Because you are not prepared for it. Because your mind is not present, your heart is not present, you are shattered. How can you and I who are shattered 
ever be able to address the one who is ever present in his unique oneness. So you and I must first be one before we can talk or address or relate to the one. So we have Islam, Iman, and Ihsan. Ihsan is that you know Allah is ever generous to everyone. And his generosity is not as I think it may be. Maybe sometimes generosity is much harder, and I need that hardness at that time. But I think, no, it's, everything has to be soft and gentle. Everything has to be right and just. That is why the other foundation of existence is justice. Divine justice is beyond us. We cannot ever understand divine justice in all its different manifestations. But human justice, you and I and every one of us, must try and apply. And that is where Sharia comes into its effective play. So we have this business of La ilaha illallah, Muhammad Rasulullah, and the love to submit and be free, and the love to also be accountable and be wholesome and be regarded as you know, a wholesome member of community. All of this is called in the Quran, fitrah. It is in our crack. It is in our essential nature. So for that reason, the Prophet ﷺ says, every baby is created in his fitrah, which is that of submission or Islam. The baby does not lie. Does not, you know, they, the baby follows its whims. The moment it's hungry, at the moment it's thirsty, it forgets, it moves. It is not clever like us, hiding something and saying something else, meaning something and you know, all of these multi-faces, so to speak. So fitrah, as Allah describes it in the, in the Quran, فَأَقِمْ وَجْهَكَ لَلدِّينِ حَنِيفًا فِطْرَةَ اللَّهَ الَّتِي فَطَرَ النَّاسَ عَلَيْهَا Now face your, go for the direction of the proper deen. Hanifan is leaning upon it, expecting, relying upon it. This is one of the earliest times that we have this word used. This is about Nabi Allah Ibrahim Meaning, he totally recalls as to the, what is the right path. How do you recall it? We'll come to it in a minute by dhikr. So fitrah is a very important aspect of our life. And with that fitrah comes that we want to admit, we want to confess, and our deen is based on shahada. Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah. I confess, though I may only think about it now, but later I may come to know it in my heart. There is only one from whom infinite varieties different versions of creations have come. And Muhammadan Rasulullah So that is our show. Until such time, you and I begin to truly witness it, that you cannot improve on the Muhammadi model. So you and I may as well take this package and apply it in its outer form and its inner state. The outer form is all of our worships. That is why it is said that in Islam has got the pillars of Islam, the five pillars. So as you have a sanctity, so as you have a home, so you have a place for worship, a place where you enjoy your life and prepare for the eternal life after death. But these pillars or this home must be filled in with life. What is the use of having a palace and it's empty? As many palaces are. Because the software is not there. The people are quarreling somewhere else. 
and the palace remains empty and they turn it into a, a prison or something stupid like that after a miserable revolution or whatever comes. Because the outer and the inner have not been matched. So our outer is also clearly given to all of us. Irrespective of the madhab, every one of us have an outer sharia. You know, this is the right time to start your salat or fasting or your zakat or your all of the other tenors and your jihad. The outer jihad, do what you can to serve others. And the inner is constantly being aware of what is your inner agenda, which is more difficult to face and to purify. So all of these wonderful outer, if you like, conditions of sharia will help us all to have the inner state of delight and having given our account. So we have the question of prophethood, which is essential complement to tawheed. And we have one beautiful, brilliant ayah which says, Inna arsalnaka shahidan wa mubashiran wa nadiran wa da'iyan ilallahi bi'idhnih wa sirajan munira. It's addressing the Prophet that his mission is to witness, witness everything, witness his people. During Mecca, the Prophet was very cautious. He did not go all out to establish a community. There were hardly any, very few of them. And some of them were very weak, so they were sent to Ethiopia. So for the first three, four, five years in Mecca, there were no more than three dozens, and so on. So in other words, context. The few years in Mecca were very different from the last years of Medina. Essentially, fundamentally different in that the last four or five years in Medina, there were large number of Muslims, families, weak people, children, grown-ups, women, um, orphans and widows. So they had to be protected. They had to be looked after. So the ideas and the needs were very different to that of Mecca. The Meccan ayahs, around 40% of the Quran, is, O oh people, wake up to your creator. Ya ayyuhan nas, most of the short surahs, it's addressing humanity, the children of Adam. Most of the Medina ayahs is, ya ayyuhan amanu, now that you accepted the deen, you have committed yourself, you are now acknowledging that you are a Muslim and so on, then live according to your deen properly. So then comes all of the outer sharia requirements. And then as you all know, the nubuwa or prophethood is rahmatan lil'alameen. Mercy for all of creation. That means nobody will be excluded from this rahmah of Allah. Everybody is open to it. You see, so we Muslims also must be in every way open to that. You never know who turns at any minute. But if we are also to be joyful for that, be joyful for the sake of that person. Not joyful because there is one more or one nurse. Otherwise, the ayahs, the surahs in the Quran that reprimand us, such as, Al-Hakum takathur You're now looking for numbers and things. What's about numbers? Prophet enjoins upon Imam Ali, tells him, if one heart has opened up to the knowledge of the Creator, is better than owning whatever is in the heavens and earth. So it is quality. What about the quality within me? How, how dare I try and preach if that quality already has not been in every way kindled within my heart? That is why a lot of our you know, 
preaching and all of that in most religions, in fact, doesn't get anywhere because it's not emanating from a source that itself is effulgent with what it is transmitting. So we have Nubuwa Rahmatin al-Alameen and then Allah then reminds us that these aspects of Sharia, these prescribed uh, teachings and ways of worships, watch out, it's not just an outer ritual. There is an inner meaning that transforms you. فَوَيْلٌ لِلْمُصَلِّينَ الَّذِينَ هُمْ عَنْ صَلَاتِهِمْ سَاهُونَ Woe be to those who pray and they are not aware of what they are doing. What's their meaning? Their heart is not presence. Their mind is somewhere else still with the business, with the work, with whatever, and they go up and down and up and down. And this applies to all of the other things. As you know, with psalm, with fasting, with fasting from your ears. Now, obviously in this very short time, I can't give you the entire package of Sharia and the inner meanings of worship. But if you, if you and I are Muslims, then we must combine the outer with the inner because it is transformative. Otherwise, we remain wagging fingers at somebody else's because they didn't exactly do as we think was the appropriate, if you like, way of performing an aspect of our uh, rituals. And those who wrong do it and thereby wrong themselves, you remember Allah is ever forgiving, ever present. So astaghfirullah. Ask Allah's forgiveness. Ask the others also whom you have wrong done and finish. Don't carry this weight all the time because you can't then move further in your inner journey. Your outer journey, you certainly move, you get old and you will die. But what about the inner journey? Have you transferred from being an ego and a self to being a soul and a light or not? This is what matters most. So istighfar, istighfar, istighfar. The Prophet ﷺ carried on istighfar until the last day of his life. And then the key issue of all of this and of worship is to render the heart a wholesome heart. So it says, لا يؤخذكم الله باللغو في إيمانكم If you and I have said something silly and so on, Allah will not hold us responsible for a bit of a silly, thoughtless you know, discourse. وَلَكِنْ يُعَخِذُكُمْ بِمَا كَسَبَتْ قُلُوبِكُمْ But Allah will hold us responsible with what our hearts have earned. Out of what? Out of jealousy, greed, envy, hate, all of them. Close. رَانَ عَلَى قُلُوبِهِمْ It says these hearts become rusty. But you and I have to clear it so that the light of the soul which is in the heart shines upon the rest of it. Otherwise it's locked up. Everybody has the same soul. But no two people are same way open to that eternal light in their heart. So heart, heart, heart. By remembrance of Allah, your heart becomes content. Meaning, then the inner light within your heart, Allah's representative in you and in me, begins to guide, begins to show. You see, that is the way to Allah. Otherwise, we, everybody says, Allah told me this, the other fellow says, Allah told me that, and, and we get nowhere. What about your actions? What about your own state? Are you content to live longer? Are you content to die right now? Are you content because Allah has decreed it upon you? Or are you all the time saying, I wish that didn't happen? Unfortunately, unfortunately. What? 
That means Allah is not in charge. A thing that has happened, the Prophet ﷺ said, has it happened? They said, yes. He said, move on. Next, get on. Do your best. Don't repeat it. The mu'min will never be bitten from the same hole twice. Meaning, don't repeat it. Be aware, aware. Until you realize there was the divine awareness calling you. Not you and I calling upon it, you see. Now, so our deen is based entirely on this perpetual awareness. And the Quran is full of descriptions of Yawm al-Deen. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Maliki Yawm al-Deen. He who owns the day of reckoning, of the day of the deen, or the period, or the time. Yawm is all of these. وَمَا أَدْرَأَ الْسْوَلْ in the Quran it says وَمَا أَدْرَاكَ مَا يَوْمُ الدِّينَ And what do you know is the day يَوْمُ الدِّينَ Elsewhere again it answers it. Several places in the Quran you find brilliant description of how this deen is now. It's to be lived now. And it is eternal. And it is the resurrection day. It says يَوْمَ لَا يَنْفَعُ مَالٌ وَلَا بَنُونَ It is that period of time that none of your wealth or your obsessions, possessions, children will ever be of any use to you. Elsewhere it says, الدين, at the time of reckoning, is only on your side if you have come with a wholesome heart. Look at also the word Salim. It's from Islam. Same word. Wholesome, well, healthy. Peace also, from the same root. Salam. We all love salam. Why? Because the soul is in peace, eternally at peace. But the nafs is not. The ego is ever restless until it yields and submits to the soul and to the light of the divine and then accepts what has been revealed in the Quran and lives by it. Then you are at peace outwardly and inwardly.